When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with my man, Ween Dog, with Shay. No politics today. None. Okay. I, hey, I don't start it. I want to talk about fights. We are talking about fighting. Uh, no, my Hector Lombard was on uh, on last on Tuesday. You missed it, Shang. It was it was quite the show. I, I was I was laughing all day because of the show. Uh, yeah. he, he says he's now a sheep, and he started and he's learning how to speak sheep. But that's a whole other. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> there were some great fights last night. Bellator has some great fights. I had to text Shang and be like, "Hey, man, watch the fights." You were like, "What channel?" They on? I, I swear it's it's all because I know YouTube, but a lot of times I'm like, "You can't really? find fucking Bellator. They're not advertising, and there's no promo." Like, I'm, it's it's I. The only thing worse was the XFC, which was on the night before on NBC Sports, who did literally no promotion. Our man won, though. Bobby Nash knocked nice. the guy out. Nash. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear, I would, if I wouldn't have done, you know, I was going to watch it if I could have, but. Yeah, well, Bobby Nash won his fight. And, uh, Good for Bobby and Nash. Won his fight. And Andre Sakamtal won his fight. A bunch of UFC guys are, are winning their fights, which is cool. Bellator last night. All right, let's talk about the Pitbull brothers. They are on a different level uh, right now. I mean, we're talking about guys who, a guy who ran through Michael Chandler. I, I get confused on which one is which. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> you do? One, <laughs> one has a thicker neck. It just seems like their names are off by like one letter. <laughs> and, and they look a lot alike, but they're amazing fighters. Uh, yes. He made that fight look like, uh, I'm just going to the park. Against Cavajo. Cavajo's a good fighter too. A very good fighter. He ran through him. Uh, so shout out to those guys because, and and it's also my friend Eric, who's like their wrestling coach. You've been on our podcast. Um, but you're famous though. Uh, I want you to know how I was watching. Uh, uh, Dan was he said, and I had this famous comic, uh, Adam Hunter, help me with some of my wrestling. I'm like, yeah, that was. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> I know. Too bad it was the it was the match against GSP where he got out wrestled. Oh yeah, he got. <laughs> but but no. It, I watched the whole thing where GSP and him were talking, and when I when they said that, I went, "Yeah, that's good yeah, shit." That was, that was really cool. That, that was very cool. Very Dan cool. Hardy on his uh, interview with BTS on that show talked about how when he was training for GSP, he he had to find wrestlers, and uh, it was hard to find a guy to do everything because nobody could ever. First of all, no one could do what GSP does anyway. Like he's like one of a kind. 
you know? So he had to find a wrestling coach, a jiu-jitsu coach, a striking coach, and try to piece it all together. I mean, that was, what, like eight years ago? I think probably would be easier now, but still. Um, but I'll tell you, one of the Bellator fights that pissed me off was Logan Storley, because they were all on this guy, Amasov's dick, like the whole time, talking about the first round, how he was winning. And I'm like, the other guy took nine shots. Yeah, he only completed three of them, but he was pressing forward. I had him winning the first round and the third round. And people were saying uh, Amasov won, but maybe because Logan's a buddy of mine and, and, and yada, yada. But I thought he won that fight. I, no, I, he absolutely won that fight. He absolutely won that fight. I think it was – I think it's also hype train who they want to push. And, and because that, it was so much of that, it was so obvious. Even in the way they were announcing it, I'm like, dude, you <laughs> lost the first round. It's as simple as that. Like, you, you lost. And some people can't really grip with loss. No, it was, it, was, it was crazy. So, uh, but Logan actually, I thought he actually showed that he's going to be an amazing fighter. Uh, he is an amazing fighter. The other guy, Amasov, is, is also an amazing fighter. I think he was actually surprised that he got taken down, almost choked out, almost yeah. choked down the third. Um, but a lot of things Belter has to do differently. Number one, no more interviews in between fights with fighters who are not in the company. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Joe Schilling got like released a couple weeks ago or left. Caveman Rickles is doing bare knuckle boxing. He's on his second fight already. Right. Gerald Harris is doing comedy at, at a comedy club and he's, reti he's retired six times and they're talking. Like, I don't, like, do they not have an editor that could just take out that part? I mean, this, because all you're doing is reminding me that people are not on the, in the organization anymore. I'm like, I wouldn't be thinking about you. Like, I'm like, and it's, it's disrespectful to the people that are actually still fighting for them. I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, and they and they put it, and they put the interviews on before they announced the winner. So you watch three minutes, that's 15 minutes of a fight. It's going to the winner, and then, then you got to hear about Joe Schilling talk about his favorite food, which, <laughs> like, or how he took knitting in the third grade, or, or, yeah. or what his Halloween costume was when he was 12. You're like, right. What the fuck am I watching right now? Like, like I like mangoes. What the, what the fuck? What were you talking to you for? But you know what else? The prelims were very good. Yes. yes. Uh, the prelims were, like, the prelims, I'm not going to piss off the UFC fans. The prelims were better than some prelims I've seen on, at UFC, for sure. Well, it depends. I mean, you know, sometimes styles make fights, and a lot of times, but uh, a lot of times in Bellator, they match up guys that are not that equal, so a guy gets knocked the fuck out. Like the first three guys, he gets brutally knocked out. So you're like, that was the best I've ever seen. But yeah, because they put a guy who was 10 and 0 versus a guy they found in the in like the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> hey, him. dude, what are you doing? I'm just, you know, washing my hands. You want to come fight? Uh, all right. I, I really like how the Bellator prelims are on YouTube. I think that's a great idea. I think it might even be better if they had their main cards on YouTube as well and do something like how Fight Circus does. Like, if you donate to like the live chat, they'll put your name up on the live broadcast and say, like, they'll give you a shout out. I think that would be a lot better. Cause also they want to have don people donating on, on Bellator cards. I think, that, I think that's kind of like, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like, we're not going to have Patreon for fighters during fights. <laughs> but at least they'll keep that, that YouTube base audience. I mean, how many people watching the YouTube prelims are actually switching over to CBS sports? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'll tell you who looked great was Aaron Pico. Because Dude. he was a guy that Bellator had no idea how to manage him. They had a, a kid that was in high school that was the best wrestler in high school. Never went to college. First fight, they put him in Madison Square Garden against a guy that's 11 and 7. And he gets knocked out. And then he gets knocked out as like four out of uh, 
like three out of his first six fights, people are like, okay, this guy's over, mismanaged. But he went to Greg Jackson. Jackson and Michael John are great at figuring out how to take a guy's talent and make it work for them. Right. And now he's looking amazing. I mean, he's finally putting wrestling and striking together versus I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to strike. And I'll tell you also, for a guy that's like this, he's a big faith guy and a big, you know, Christian guy. When he knocked the guy out, he was screaming in this guy's face. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in Albuquerque where people go there as like Christians and come out in like Grand Theft Auto and yeah. I know it's like one minute he's praying for a guy, the next minute he's fucking a hooker in a van. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is going on? I'll tell you who I kind of felt bad for. By the way, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez looked great in his fight, but was uh, Conry Gracie, who's the son of I. You know what? I just I was so disappointed. Well, he's the son of Hens of Hoist Gracie, and, and he's the nephew of Henzo Gracie. So, but I was thinking about like how many times in combat sports, and I'm talking about in basketball, baseball, maybe it's a little different. You got Ken Griffey Sr., if you're doing your Bobby Bonds, Barry Bonds, but in fighting, it just seems like the kids are not as good as the parent in fighting. Well, um, he's good. Don't, don't get it twisted. He's good. He's just, he has such a high fucking. Yeah, bar. that's what I'm saying is that I think it's a lot yeah. of times, a lot of times you have the parent had to go through so much more adversity struggle toughness and i was thinking about okay hector camacho his his kid was a good boxer but never achieved that uh julio Cesar chavez jr i mean chavez senior was like oh, and then the, the son, man, yeah but yeah but his son was too busy eating fruit loops and getting high right sugar shane mosley his son is a good boxer but he's not shane mosley uh marvis frazier remember marvel Mar and then his oh, yes his dad was Joe Frazier. Um, the, and then I was thinking, okay, there are always some cases where the, the kid is better. Floyd Mayweather was better than Senior, who was a, also a, a great boxer. And, and world champion. Yeah, world champion. But what not Floyd Mayweather. And then uh, the guy, Antonio McGee Jr., might be better than Antonio McGee Sr. Um, and then, you know, so there are cases where the situation is a little different. But it does seem like, you know how Sinbad used to say you're funniest when you're riding the bus? Right. Maybe, maybe being born into the Gracie family where you don't have to fight on, you know, you know, uh on concrete behind a behind a fucking subway sandwich shop. Or you're fighting in like favelas in Brazil. Yes. And, and like challenging the next favela over to the winner take all. I mean, that seems like those guys came from a different era. Right. An hour and a half grappling match. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like what time is it? Fucking, it's the next day. We're, we're not mean, done. Yeah. I remember Henzo telling me one of his fights, he got stabbed during the fight. That his back was against the cage and his opponent's corner stabbed him. And he still ended up winning the fight. Right. Um, I mean, they were, they, were, they were tougher, but I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad at all. He's I not just think, bad. I think that because of his name, it's going to bring eyes to him, but it's just, they got to give him time to just become no, yeah. who he wants to be and they're they're putting all this on him so when i was watching i was thinking they're they're saying all these expectations that he's just not ready for and let him let him grow into it just like some people have to be with certain camps some people have to give some time some people if you look at masvidal had to go away and be on a reality show to become a killer well he was a killer before but but i'm saying but i mean you know what i mean he became a, a, a killer right but don't, and I'm, a, sure a killer. I'm sure he could be great and i'm sure one day he could be really good uh, it just seems like even Kimbo Slice Jr. 
like, um, who's a good fighter. But Kimbo was literally fighting in backyards. I mean, he was for free. I, and it's, it seems like sometimes when you're born with uh, certain, um, you know, certain pleasures and luxuries that your father didn't have, it just seems like those guys might be a little- That's how you are, Adam. Look, my two-year-old, I drop her off three miles. I make her run home. Okay, I throw a there. <laughs> okay, I'm raising a champion. Yes. Uh, fucking Ronda Rousey's mom used to put her in arm bars when she was sleeping and then wake her up and goes, always be ready. Uh, you know, that's, I mean, you're either going to raise a champion or a, you know, serial killer. But yeah, I'll give you some PTSD right there. <laughs> Turning into a light sleeper. I, yeah. Honestly, I think that that was the only, I was sitting there going, I'm disappointed in the fact that he's just like, give him time. But you yeah. know what? Bellator does throw people to the wolves. Bellator has a tendency to throw people to the wolves a lot of times. They'll throw a guy, oh, yeah, I got two fights. Yeah, I'm 15 in, bro. They Which, will or or they won't. They won't. Well, like, with, yeah. like MVP or like Dylan Dennis or some of these other guys that they just seem to, or uh, Jack Hager, Jack Swagger, they just seem to be kind of like feeding them along. Either they decide to throw you against the champions or they decide to like slowly move you. It's like there's no middle ground. But the UFC... UFC definitely, I've seen them throw people in with killers. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know that. Well, it seems like the only way to be in the UFC is they don't, they don't have people that are 2-0 and in the UFC. They don't have, I mean, I mean Mike Jackson, CM Punk. Being the <laughs> okay, exactly. So you can't, yeah. I mean, okay, that, was, that was the worst shit in the world. I'm not against CM Punk trying to become the best or whatever, but he didn't have a fucking chance in hell. No, I am. But, I am. Because you don't do it on that stage. Because other sports wouldn't allow it. No matter how many followers you have, they're not letting Oprah play for the Lakers, you know. So I don't. Care. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not letting. Like Manny Pacquiao was able to like make a Filipino basketball team in the Philippines, you know, like they put him on and like whatever. But he's not. They're not doing that in the NBA, and they're not putting on uh, uh, whoever on like even, even look even Major League Baseball. I mean. What, what's his name? Uh, that 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 football player, uh, Tim Tebow, tried out for the Mets. He still has not made the Mets. He's still in the minor league. They they still put him in like AAA. Even Michael did Michael Jordan ever actually make it? To the, no, to the- he didn't. He made. He was he was he was there, but he was he was he wasn't good at all. I mean, Jordan never actually had like a real game, did he? Or did he ever make it? Yeah. Actual, he he actually made it past the AAA. Did he ever actually yeah. have? What? I believe he did. I believe he did. But no, my main thing is with fighting, I think you could never tell. There might be, you might have find a killer that, I you, know. Did, but the that UFC, you didn't know was a killer and he's a killer. And then you go, oh shit, we got a killer in here. So, you know, you're going to killers right on, on cue. Right on time. <laughs> Natan Levy, who is six and oh from Israel. Uh, they call him. Yes, the, the, this dude is unbelievable. Uh, they call him uh, Jew Claude Van Damme, or <laughs> I, I call him that. Um, Natan, can, can, can you hear me? He's, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, How, hear. Yes. How are you, man? Congrats on your big win on the Contender Tuesday night. You officially got a contract. Congratulations, man. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Man, you you did your thing. I I thought at first I thought you had, had taken him out with the kick, but then you you just said fuck that. Let's go to the ground. Let's go. And, <laughs> and you, you, you great great. And now you got a contract. Good shit. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. You know, uh, I've been here for a while in the U.S. I came here just to get this contract and not only, but I want to do more. You know, I want to do something big in the sport. I want to get in the rankings. I want to, I, for me, the UFC is like the first step and uh, it's a huge step and I'm happy to have made it. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Did that fight go exactly how you wanted it to go? Um, really, like, I didn't have um, too much, uh, like, the way I wanted to go. I just wanted to get in there and just, like, go be free, you know, just throw everything and see what lands. Dude, I was so – I was going crazy because I was actually wearing your shirt because you actually got me uh, – you gave me a jiu-jitsu shirt. G yeah. jitsu shirt. <laughs> And I was wearing it all during the fight. Uh, I was I was cheering in my house. I was going crazy. But the fight before that, oh my god, you scared the fuck out of me. You fought <laughs> this guy in, in the LFA, Ben Lugo, and you're kicking his ass, doing all this stuff. And then you got caught, and this guy pounded you the whole round. I'm like, no, stop the fight, stop the fight, stop the fight. And then Don't you stop the fight. Don't stop the fight. Yeah, <laughs> I, was worried, man. I was worried. But then you came back. And you fucking, I, I never saw anything. I mean, you have the heart of 10,000 men. And you came yeah. back and won that fight. But wow, were you tested. Holy Thank you shit. Very much. Yeah, what but hey, Adam, you said stop the fight. And he was probably thinking, no, don't stop the fight. I know. I, I just didn't want him to get killed. Uh, how, like, what was that like? Um, it was, uh, you know, like, I don't really remember much of that round. But I remember I was having a good time. You know, we were kind of going back and forth. And I thought, like, um, the fight's, like, opening up. You know, things are uh, getting uh, more heated. But uh, at some point, I was kind of flashing in and out. And I realized I was, like, the fight is getting, like, uh, I'm looking for the word, but the fight is getting, you know, it's getting in, the intensity is going up but it's actually going up against me. I realized like, I'm in deep shit. <laughs> it's not as back as forth as, I'm, as I think it is. I think I'm getting my ass beat over here. Yeah. And uh, really I was like, at some point I was like being sprawled over. Yeah. And I looked at the ground and I saw there was some blood and I was like, shit, that's my blood. I need to get up. Like I need to change what's happening right now. I realized like, that, that I've been flashing in and out and I realized that I've been getting my ass beat and I started working to to get back up and, and fight back. Well, you did, man. And that's what I always tell you, Shang, is that so many of these fighters, even that, that, even that other guy, uh, Chamayev, I go, we see him be the hammer. We've never seen him be the nail. We don't know if he can come back. And Natan, man, I've never, that was the best comeback I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. In my life, it was like a fucking Rocky movie. So uh, I couldn't believe it. And you, you were, you, you had him in an arm triangle. It looked like you didn't even, you were, you were half asleep. Like you don't even know where you were, but you've done it so many times that you're able to pull it off in your sleep. And yeah. uh, I, man, I was so impressed, man. That I, I, I wanted to ask that. a quick question. When you're at that point and you come back, what do you learn from that? Because that, like after that, other than you know, you got hard. But when you learn, you go, you know what? Now I know what to do next time. If it happens, how to turn it around. Yeah. I think a big thing is uh, just staying cool. 
like the fact that I realized I was uh, losing, it doesn't mean I'm gonna, you know, start swinging and get hit even more and get even more tired and uh, stuff like that. And for me, you know, like, like you guys said, you know, it's being battle tested. I came to this sport like to be the best and I know there's no shortcuts and you gotta, every experience you get makes you stronger. And uh, just knowing, you know, if you get caught with like one punch, you're knocked out, it happens. There's not really much you can do about it. Um, but when you, you are still uh, in it and you're getting rocked all over the place, that's kind of like the shittiest situation you can be in because <laughs> you have to fight back. You're not out. Like being out is kind of like uh, a gift. <laughs> so when you're not out and you're almost out, you got to fight back from really like uh, from from deep water and and um, that's something that I wanted to go through. I never wanted to like fight tomato cans until I get to the UFC or something like that. I wanted to get tested in every fight. That's why I fought in LFA because it's the the talent over there is crazy, and uh, I knew it was all gonna uh, add up and you know bear some fruit. And I think that was what we saw on uh, Tuesday. It was awesome. Now, you you were born in Israel. You grew up in France. No, I was uh, born in France, grew up in Israel. Oh, you were born in France. Oh. And your, parent, your parents moved to Israel? Yeah. That's yeah. what happened with Wayne. Wayne was born in... Yeah. Yeah. Now, a couple things. Now, you're a black belt in Kung Fu and Karate. Did you, yeah. also, did you also do Krav Maga? I did some, a little bit. Now, is that legit? Because I took a couple classes and they were teaching everyone to kick people in the, like, the balls. And like grab their throats and like. I don't know. Are uh, not shots legit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They are. <laughs> they are. They are. They are. Good, point. good uh, point. I don't know if it means like uh, you're good without knowing how to wrestle and how to box and all those things. I think those are mandatory. Yeah. But a good kick to the groin could save somebody. It's a good point. Good point. Now, my dad always told me that Israeli women are the craziest in bed because they're <laughs> surrounded by seven Arab countries that want them blown off the map. So really, they're the fearless. I, I, I had sex with a couple. I've had sex with a couple. I'm sure back in the day, before you were married, you were just like, you know, the Hebrew hammer. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you verify this? Uh, unfortunately, I can't uh, comment since my wife is in the next uh, room. Got it. Okay, that's that very nice. More blink twice. Blink twice if the answer yeah. is yes. But see, that's great strategy. <laughs> you know what? He's, he's already learned how to strategize across the board. Yeah. Now, are you the only Israeli fighter in the UFC? Yeah, I'm the third ever Israeli UFC fighter, wow. and uh, the only one right now. So it was it was uh like the guy who fought it was Node right Node Lahat. Nod, yeah, Node Lahat. And then the other guy that like got, used to get killed by Mark Coleman, right? The guy back in the day. What exactly. Was yeah, like when it was bare knuckle and yeah, it was like it wasn't really MMA like we know it, but it was the UFC. And yeah, that guy. I love that guy, but he always lost. His name was like he, yeah, the worst luck ever. His first two fights were Mark Coleman and Mark Kerr. <laughs> yeah. Well, look who he went against. So he... His name was like, and his name was like, couldn't have been more Jewish. It was like Modi Hershenfeld or something. Orenstein, right? yeah. yeah M Modi Hershenstein, right? And I was like, yeah, we got, we got a Jew. And then he just get murdered. <laughs> uh, so, so you might be the first uh, Israeli guy to get like a win, though. Uh, Noah got two wins. Oh, Noah got two wins in the UFC. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
and he's a good friend of mine. He, he helped me a lot. You know, he's a, a great MMA fighter, obviously, and an amazing grappler. And we train yeah, often. No, I, I love that guy. He's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a really good dude. Yeah, very good, really dude. good dude. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to make, like, a big, big waves in the UFC. Well, you, I, looked, I, you looked awesome in, in, the, in the contender fight. Just absolutely you. awesome. Thank I mean, I like it was funny. My my son, me and my son were watching it, and one of your kicks, he turned around, and go, "What the fuck was that?" It was literally like it was so loud. It was like, Pah! and then after that, it was just basically you had him on the ground and was just murdering him. Do you think maybe you should play up like the whole Israeli angle though? Like you come in with like a menorah, and, and like you just like a dra- like after you knock the guy out, you like spin a dreidel on his head. Like you don't think <laughs> there's a rabbi in your okay. corner. There's a rabbi in the corner. <laughs> the there's like a mo- you have like a moil with you. He's giving a bris like during the you know. Uh, I, think, uh, yeah. I think I think that'd be too much. I think <laughs> the flag is. I think it's you know subtle enough. Still making a statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You don't have your wife complaining like we have to go. Can't we go now? Just like let's, you could just like just no. You don't think you know nobody likes these ideas. Why do you fight? <laughs> Why do you fight? You have such a nice shade upon them. What are you doing? Yeah, have your parents. This is what we paid for med school for. Like, just have this fucking yelling at you. Like, I no. All right, fine. But I, I do. I, I like the fact that you 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 kind of like you wanted to go through the fire. You want to go through some tough people so you can really see where you're at. Like a lot of times, I see people say, "Ah, oh, just give me the easiest fight possible." You're like, no, let's go against who could really test me. And that was some good shit that you have that mentality. So who, who are we calling out next? Hamas? Hamzat? Yeah, Hamzat. <laughs> nice. Uh, really, like, I just, uh, you know, I had this fight at uh, 160, and I felt great. Like, the opponent was kind of huge. Yeah, I got huge. I kind of kicked his ass. So I think I'm feeling good and I'm going to stay at 55. And I don't really know what the landscape of the division is with people who are unranked, but um, I felt really good. I didn't feel like, I think the other fight, the prior fight we talked about earlier, uh, my defense was a little lacking, but I just think also I shouldn't have gotten dropped so easily, you know? And uh, in this fight, I felt like I could have absorbed the shots way better. Uh, hit way harder, uh, didn't get tired. Like I got tired, obviously it's a fight, but I wasn't like guessing or anything. Right. Um, so I think I'm staying at 55. Nice. The last time you came to my show, you had like six kids from Israel with you. You like, yeah, adopted, like adopted, they were all fighters. Uh, yeah, you- everybody says them, they're um, mama, mama <laughs> geese, you know? That was awesome. Uh, but you're, dude, you're an inspiration, man. You're a nice guy. You, you, you can fight. You got. You're married, right? You, do you have, yeah. you, you have kids yet or no? No, not yet. Got two cats. Uh, oh, you have you have cats. Yeah. Uh, you're you're with John Wood. You're, you're kicking ass, man. So keep up the great work. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on. The, and I want I want more shirts. That shirt was awesome. Sounds good. I will. Yeah. Thanks, Gatan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thank for you very time. much, guys. Appreciate it. Have Peace. A good fighter, man. Good fighter and nice guy, man. Yeah, but man, I, I'm telling you, no, when watching that, we watched it, me and my son, I was like, that motherfucker, if he stays on track, he's going to be a problem. I think so we got, uh, Gija is here. Um, Giga. Giga. 
Giga. Giga, right? That's how you say it, Giga? Giga, Giga Chikadze. All right. It's a tough one. Giga, Giga. There he is. There he is. There yeah. He is. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend on like a seven fight winning streak, just murdering people. And you know what? I've been hearing about this guy for years. Uh, Jake Ellenberger used to tell me how great yeah. this guy was. And uh, he's always like, he's like, dude, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And it's uh, so many times you hear about guys at the gym and then you never actually see them actually kick ass. You're just like, they become like legend folk, folk heroes. But here he is snorting cocaine. Um, <laughs> so, so what's going on, man? How are you? I'm great, Adam. I'm great. Thanks for having me, my friend. Yeah, I heard about you for a long time ago as well. Oh, Jake, from Jake and from many, many other athletes. I'm glad to, to be in your show now. Thanks, man. Well, congrats, man. And, you know, you've uh, you. You come a long way. I, look, I, I realized how good you were at kickboxing. You were a glory kickboxer. You were 38-6 and six as a kickboxer. Now you've won six fights in a row. How hard was it to make the transition from kickboxing to MMA? Definitely it was hard because uh, I was kind of try to uh, try to to, uh, to work on two different things same time you know I, I moved from Netherlands and uh, I was uh, not here a big name or something and I had to I had to do my kickboxing career so I could get paid for the beginning with something you know and I was fighting at the same time a high level kickboxing and I was making my way in MMA and it was kind of a bit hard because I'm not a one guy, a long guy. I'm here with my two kids and wife and family, you know. So <laughs> I was really working my ass off very hard. But finally it came off. Yeah, man. Well, it's definitely paying off. Uh, at last fight, it looked like you uh, you got a, at one point you just said, all right, I want the fight to be over. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready. And then you just like turned it on him. Was it like, were you playing with him a little bit? You were like, just trying to feel him out. Then you're like, all right, I see what I want to see. It's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I honestly, how I was uh, expect, expecting him uh, to fight go also. I mean, I wanted to test myself against a full wrestler, which was exactly my opponent, how he, it was his background, like, college wrestling or some some kind of wrestling he was state champion multiple times and stuff and uh, i wanted to see how i'm gonna look against uh, 145 for a wrestler because all my teammates here i have uh, most of them uh, when i challenge my myself uh, in wrestling they are heavier than me you know I, of course i have a couple of guys lighter than me also some great guys great uh, training partners but I I had a little bit hard time against the heavier guys, you know, guys who are strong, who are like 10, 20 pounds over than me. And uh, I wanted to see how I'm going to look against one real 145er. Maybe he's not even still one real 145er because he's so short, my opponent, you know, yeah, he, he looks was really huge. short. He looks, yeah, he I know. Big. But, you know, I try to be as professional as I can. I cut, that's why I cut a lot of weight. And next day I'm kind of, giant for my division but that's now, what now you fought in one organization gladiator challenge now yeah. some of these guys you fought it looked like they were um was this part of their punishment by the state to fight you <laughs> i know did these guys get arrested and then they were like you know what uh you could take 10 years 
uh, or six years and fight this guy because <laughs> it, it looked like this was some kind of corporate weird third world country punishment where you just beat the shit out of these guys <laughs> uh you know uh even even i was a big name in kickboxing and stuff i know um uh, what steps i had to go you know some people just jump in from kickboxing in mma like we know the Kokansaki, and not, not only him like many many other athletes you know but they are missing the steps right that's what i did too honestly i didn't like i moved uh I signed the World Series of Fighting without re record, like 0-0. Zero, zero. I never fought MMA. And straight, I, I went in the show. And that time, the show was great. Like, I fought in 155. Justin Gaethje was a champion at the moment, you know. And um, I fought without experience. Some wrestler guy, he didn't make the weight. He came, like, heavy. He took me down and just kicked me three rounds. And after this, I realized that, you know what? I have to change something, you know. Yeah, I'm fighting in glory and stuff, but I have to start fighting with smaller organizations so I can pick up the experience, build up my record, see, right. com uh, like, feel myself comfortable inside the cage, and sense. then go from there. And uh, that's what I, exactly I did. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now you're supposed to fight Bruce Leroy, and then you got COVID. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What was what was COVID like? I don't know, like. It's, a, it's no joke, definitely, for some people, you know, how can I say? People dying with this and such a bad situation in the world. But in my case, it was a little different, you know, like I was training. I was in, in one of my best shape of my life. I felt great. And uh, suddenly, uh, UFC tested me and I was going to go in Vegas. And then answer came and says that I have COVID. I didn't uh, expect that because I felt super well. Uh, you know, usually when uh, you cut the weight, it's kind of, you dry, a little dehydrated and, you know, like you want to do, you want to eat more, you want to drink some more. That's exactly how I was feeling. But once they told me that, oh, you got COVID after a couple of days, I kind of look to my body and see well, what's what's going on. And I felt a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, losing smell, a little bit losing taste, but nothing crazy. Maybe I had different type of COVID because nobody. No, it seems like a lot of the fighters. This is the same thing that they're telling us. Uh, me, yeah. I think I've had COVID for years because I had no taste in women. Uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That, like, I think it's because you were so already. You were already healthy, and you were already you were already good. So I think yeah. that's what it was. I think that you were so in shape and healthy that that might have cut the curve on it. That's what I think was happening. Uh, yeah, no, no you're, by the way, you're, I mean, I'm so impressed with the way you fight, man. And then also, you're like a knight. Like, even that call-out afterwards was the most polite call-out. I remember you said it, Joe, right? Yeah. Like, like, you didn't say, like, motherfucker, I want you. You're just like, hey, how's it going? We should fight. I'll buy you some dinner afterwards. We'll hang out. Like, I'm probably going to kick your ass. What? <laughs> our, 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 like, wives will go shopping. It'll be great. We'll, you know, our kids will have fun. I'm like, this is the most polite. <laughs> but that's a guy who's from Georgia who's at 40 kickboxing fight like there's nothing that can really like what are you gonna do all of a sudden become this like villain you're just like look I I, I make the money money Christmas is coming up and uh, I want to I need to buy some presents so let's let's fight it, it was the most polite <laughs> call out I can't tell you why I'm doing this every time I, I call out somebody like the aggressively they're not fighting me you know so I'm kind of trying to um, 
tricks them so they can think that I'm a nice guy, you know, I can agree to fight. That's what exactly happened too, you know, like Jeremy right away agreed, uh, they re he retweeted that, oh, I'm going to fight December. He called me butt cheeks and stuff. And then I got mad and replied that, hey, I'm going to break your jaw. You show up December. And then next day, we don't hear nothing. It's been like one week. I haven't heard nothing back from him, you know? So uh, I don't know. Maybe I have to play this game, like, politely well, he called, ask he, he for the fight. He called you butt cheeks? Yeah, I don't know why, but he called me butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, what, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Maybe, you know, that my last name starts with Chikadze. So he kind of wanted to be like something special to make and from the he took from a last name the chick and maybe like this i don't i don't know this guy it was Weird. stupid and he does need his jaw broke <laughs> it was stupid now you have a, you have an amazing uh trainer in codero uh now i heard he's been training tyson have you seen tyson in the gym many times many times he comes for a sparring for the meets on um, sometime now like the last two weeks will be preparation at this place, his place more, because uh, they need to quarantine and stuff, so they can avoid this COVID shit. But now, tell us the truth. What's how's Mike Tyson looking? What's it like watching Mike Tyson spar? Like, what's that like? He is looking great, man. Like in real, like I, you know, they made the adjustment in the fight, so the round's gonna be two minutes. Uh, it's gonna be, I think, eight rounds or six, eight rounds only or six. I'm not sure about it. So the fight's going to be short. It's not going to be like a real boxing where we used to watch, right? So I'm expecting fireworks because these two guys, maybe they are older, but uh, they still got bombs, speed. It's, you guys are going to be surprised how fast is uh, still Mike Tyson, you know? Like uh, other years when I met a few times him, he was... Uh, he was completely different, you know. I saw like the fire was gone, kinda, you know. Like Tyson, I saw Tyson like a grandfather Tyson, like different. Right. But now I'm I'm seeing him like he's in a totally different mode. Uh, I feel like it was a great combination, uh, Master Rafael and Tyson together, because you know Rafael has. Um, some, some energy, some positivity. I don't know, when, every time he starts uh, to coach you while sparring or while training, you feel more motivated to do your best. And that's exactly what happened in case with Tyson. And uh, they love each other, like, like one combo. It's like one, they've been together forever, you know, like something good happened to Tyson because of this. And uh, he's on a fire now. Have you watched him spar other people? Uh, sparring, no. I watch him doing meets. I watch him training, but I have not watched him the sparring. Now, yeah. I remember when I used to watch Manny Pacquiao train over at Wildcard. I've never seen anybody throw anything so fast and just. Bah, 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 bah. It was like, I was like just blown away. I, I, and it was for, he would go there for three hours, four hours. Bah, bah, bah. I, like, <laughs> is it the same type of noise where you're just like, you can't believe how hard that these mitts are being hit? It's different noise. It's like the. Earthquake is happening every single time he punch. Like, <laughs> like you, you feel the emotions. Yeah. You feel the. Roy like, Jones is in trouble. 
Oh my God. No, Roy Jones is in trouble. I mean, I watched Roy Jones train. I watched. Man, I love Roy Jones. I, I love Roy Jones. Like- his style, his, his elusiveness, he, the way he moves. But I'm just telling you. I mean, if this guy. Tight, I mean, tight, that, 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 that just roll. The way he rolls, it's just. Yeah. When he rolls under, it just seems like, I don't know. I think he's in trouble. Now, who's, who's a nicer killer? You or Benil Dariush? Because. <laughs> this guy, this, no. No, Benil. <laughs> like on his vacation goes and builds churches in like third world countries. Like he is like, and doesn't tell anybody you had to like get to, like, he's the nicest person. Your, your, your Instagram handle is knockout cancer. Like, like you are also, <laughs> what is it with you and Benil? What did you did you guys used to be like murderers back in the eighties? And this is your way of atoning for all this. Like what, what, why are you guys so nice, but you kill people? No, 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 no. Benil is actually really nice guy. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm no, doing I've this. this <laughs> I've watched this fights. Yes. No, you're not. I've seen. It seems like as soon as you get a couple kicks to the body, and I, I've seen you do it over and over again, where you body, body, and as soon as their hands come down, the side of the head is just crushed in. <laughs> the last, last couple fights I watched online of you, I just thought, no, I don't think he's that nice. Wait, so, wait, so, Benny's not, so Benny's nicer than you? Benny's a nicer guy than you? Uh, probably, probably in general, yeah. I mean, he, he's different, you know. I have never seen the guy like him. Once the cage uh, is closed, like in, in Octagon, he's definitely, definitely totally, completely different person. But once he steps out, I don't know. He's an amazing guy. He He's uh, living... I wish you guys have seen his like actual one day in 24 hours. This is something like unbelievable how he's living. He's very simple, you know, very, very simple, uh, but uh, very kind, super kind. You would never would imagine that he was a fighter yeah. if you would meet him in a like street or in a shopping or somewhere, you know. But yeah, like my, my, Name on in social media is Charity Fund because, uh, like, no cause cancer. Because I founded the Charity Fund when my mom died from cancer, you know, and that's something gonna stay forever for me. Like, I have this small charity fund every time I fight. After this, I try to find somebody who really needs a help and help. That's something like I do for my mom, mom's love in memory of this. Uh, it's like the <clears throat> like when you have a parent or family member and you make some money, you want to surprise or do something good for everybody, right? right. So that's how, how my kids getting presents or family members stuff. So that's how I think about this as well, that I have still my mom and because of his, uh, in her memory, in her love, I do sometimes some good stuff. But I'm not nice guy. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's really, I'm not a cancer too, man. So thank you for doing that. That's really, yeah. really sweet. My pops did. My father did. Brain cancer. You guys know. Well, listen, man. It's an honor to have you on the show. Best of luck in your next fight. Thank you for taking thank the time you. to be on the I, show. But, but one, one, one quick question. I mean, I've always wanted to ask. I see a lot of kickboxers that go become and get into MMA. I think you did the transition right because most of the time, fight starts on the feet anyway. And you already have that in your tool shed ready to go. So it wasn't, was it the one thing I wanted to ask you today? Cause it was like, it didn't seem that hard for you though. Even though you said you had to learn the wrestling and learn how to sprawl and take that. But 
you seem like it didn't seem that hard. It wasn't really that hard because you already were kind of a big deal. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying you were. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, yeah, it was hard, and the most hardest part was this: that I was competing the kickboxing, same time when I wanted to do like big step in MMA. But I was not adjusting my style. I was still fighting MMA like a simple, simple, basic kickboxing style. And uh, then I realized that I'm from the. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 I realized that I'm from the karate background, and I can, I can switch the stances. I can uh, bring some different techniques which is not in kickboxing. And then I realized that this is even better because yeah. I was watching Lyoto fight. I was watching Michael Page fights, Israel Adesanya style a little bit. And then I found my style, which is uh, different and which is better than just the kickboxing style. So I mix it up this. And once I figured it out, everything goes now. Like, it's funny that as more time as I spend, more easier is becoming for me to, to do. Thanks for coming on the show. And I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. Peace. And have you, you like like you see how uh Bender kicks when he goes kick to the body? I think he kicks. I don't know. His kicks are just even are, are better. Yeah. And I'm not saying now. See, this is not shitting on Stylebender. I'm just saying. No, of I course. watched this kid, man. That motherfucker. Well, he's got, I mean, he's got a. He's got. I think just. I mean, they both have incredible kickboxing backgrounds. I mean, right. When you fight, in gl Glory is like the UFC of kickboxing. That's the highest yeah. level you can get. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm, someone's going to tell me I'm wrong, but uh, like, if you you don't just sign up for Glory and they just you know it's not a sign up sheet. You have to get through. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do some shit. Like it's not like you go, hey, it's an open mic of kickboxing. There is no open mic of kickboxing. Yeah, there's no it's not like hey anybody could just sign up for this. Exactly. Now my man right here, Vince Murdoch is here. Uh Murdoch. the Murdoch. What's what's up? Uh so what's he's up, one of guys? The, he's one of my favorite people. This dude, talk about a guy who's been through hell. So this guy was <laughs> All right, I'll tell you a little story about the background of this guy, in case you don't know. This guy was a great fighter, uh, you know, great wrestler, just an all-around good guy. Finally made it to the UFC. Finally made it, right? right? A week before the fight, or two weeks, he got a brain scan, found out he had some kind of brain injury, right? He ended up having some, like, part of his brain removed. It took a year off, had to get a GoFundMe, had to get some yeah. kind of special crazy uh surgery made it back okay fought last week on the contender series they told him he'd never fight again and there he is he didn't win oh well doesn't matter okay but he fought so it, it was it was it was still a win uh and uh he had, he had a thing called maya moya moya which is like a right. very 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 rare brain issue where you end up forgetting things you lose things <laughs> you can't remember things you get tired and he still made it to the big stage, man. So uh, much respect for that. How are you, man? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. No worry. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the fight last week? What could you have done different? Talk to me. Um, overall, I feel good. You know, I, I, it's pretty cool. Today is uh, November 13th, which is um, exactly a year from my brain surgery. So um, today 
this time last year, I was uh, under the knife. I was still in surgery. I didn't wake up until uh, to the next next morning. But uh, so it's pretty cool that, that I'm, I'm talking about it today. Um, yeah, the fight last week, um, like you said, it was uh, the all around goal was just to be able to compete um, or continue to keep competing. And uh, I'm just I was grateful to be able to do that. Um, if I would have done anything different, I would probably would have uh, appreciated a better matchup. The guy had like a nine inch reach or a 10 inch reach. <laughs> on yeah. me. But um, and I also fought on two weeks notice and I I fought up a weight class. You know, those are all things uh, that, that have, uh, you know, in, in a sport like this, every advantage matters. Um, and I think I was more concerned with like competing before my year mark than I was like looking at who I fought. Um, I felt like I did, I competed well, uh, but not to my ability. And I think uh, if I were to do things different, I might've committed to like testing his ground game and seeing where his grappling or what his grappling was like. But uh, overall, you know, I just had a difficult time uh, closing the gap. Um, and the first leg kick that he landed kind of took a lot of, uh, he was just able to get his game off before I was able to get mine. Uh, it did, it did I don't, seem like you were a little gun shy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after the first kick, uh, it took a lot of steam, like a lot of uh, confidence, just because uh, after after that, my feet weren't, you know, as well underneath me. And when you commit heavily to punches, it, it, it draws you to your lead leg. So it's constantly on my mind to keep getting kicked in that leg and figuring out ways to not, like, get too committed to being really heavy on my, my front leg. And then after throwing a, you know, a couple of really, really big combos and big punches that just weren't doing enough or weren't landing or, you know, I, I just couldn't, um, couldn't close that gap. I mean, he was five eleven. I'm, I'm five, five, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no excuses, man. He, he, uh, like I said, I feel like I, I truly believe I'm a way better fighter than him. He was just able to implement a game that was before I was able to get anything off. Uh, and hats off to him. I mean, he was well, a tough I mean, kid. Well, so. I mean, more importantly, your wife is super hot. Uh, so um, I think <laughs> that's... a plus. It makes losing a lot. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fighting comes and goes. That Yeah, that wife of yours. Damn, dude. Holy shit. It's got to take into account. Dude had arm like a pterodactyl. He had some arm length on him. So... You know, I, I, that's the one thing I was saying. is like, look at this fucking arm on this dude. But like I, dude, you, you getting in there was like, I mean, to me, I could not believe you got in there. Honestly, when I saw you at my comedy show, you're like, yeah, I'm getting brain surgery. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, like, man. And then I heard after surgery, you go back to sparring and Cody Nola punches you in the brain. Like, what a yeah. fucking, what an asshole. Like, what, what was he thinking? Uh, I don't think he meant to. We were, you know, we were like, I was trying to give him rounds. And like yeah. I said, I was, I put myself in these situations, like really, really eager to come back and just like to prove that I was capable of coming back when it, maybe it wasn't the, the best idea and it's not ideal and I don't recommend anything like it. Um, but to me, it just, I wanted to like prove to myself that I, I belong there and I, and, uh, you know, I, I remember like getting hit and just being like, "God damn!" <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. Well, I guess this is gonna be okay because I'm okay. So I'm kidding, um, brother. Not an asshole. But did, did, now, did you ever use the side effects to your advantage? Like, you forget your wife's birthday and you're like, "Oh, sorry." Oh, for sure. 
Probably every day. <laughs> Dude, if I forget anything, I'm like, come on, man. I had half a brain for half my, like, my entire life. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's, now, what also, I looked at some of your fights. What was it like fighting in India? Oh, man, that was, uh, that was one of the most uh, corrupt experiences I've ever had or ever, ever. I've never really experienced corruptness in, like, in a sport. Um similar to this election, I guess. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, the, when I went over there, they had to set up the lose before I even fought. Like I would win, I won one round and then they like, they called it due to like the doctor stoppage. I had a cut on the back of my head. That was like, they just found any way they could to do to stop the fight. And so they didn't even stitch it. So, and then I was supposed to fight the next week. And then they were like, uh, they didn't want me to fight. Like it was like one of their like golden boys. And they're like, oh, uh, he's not ready for you or something. They just like made it up. And I made weight and everything. I was on weight. I made weight because it was a tournament style. So I had to fight every week. And then so they did that. And then on the third week, um, they like, oh, we don't have an opponent for you. They don't have a 45 or, or something like that. And I made weight again and weighed in and then they told they told me they didn't have an opponent and then the morning of they're like oh we got this guy he's gonna fight you i didn't even get to watch him weigh in or nothing and he uh and i had already like got done just like eating like fucking whatever and stuff in my face and i had to fight in like five hours oh like i wasn't in a situation to like turn anything down they were very like it was like nerve-wracking to like uh, a lot of the things that they were doing like you know, was the money good over out in the street? No, it was terrible. I mean, our money was good over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they didn't pay, they, they, they at least put you up in nice hotels or? Uh, bro, if, I mean, I don't know. India is not really like even their nicest hotels, aren't there? You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. It was an experience for sure. A culture shock <laughs> for sure. But uh, um, I enjoyed my time there. The people were nice. Uh, but as far as like their sports, it was the most corrupt thing I've ever seen. Like, and it wasn't just me. There was a lot of guys that were going through some crazy stuff. Like the guy ended up kicking me in the dick three times and they gave him the win for it. (laughs) That sounds, it sounds, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, sounds like, like, Oh, you, you didn't defend it. I was like, what do you mean defend what? Like there was nothing to defend. He kicked me in the dick and he walked away. Like, I was like, if you know what I mean, <laughs> it sounds like my crazy. comedy career. It sounds like my oh, comedy bro. This, this is hilarious. I mean, you've had a really hard road, but you've beaten like TJ Lauer. I mean, you've beaten great guys along the way. Uh, you've had a couple yeah, of rough. Days. I mean, brain surgery being one of them. Um, but here you are, man. And then I see you at, on Instagram, on Facebook. Man, you're like the worst guy to follow because I'm like, this guy has brain surgery and he's like, just biked a hundred miles, like just climbed fucking Grand Canyon, just did oh, yeah. triathlons, like nothing stops you. Fucking easy work, man. You know, I don't know. I just started living different, you know, since the brain surgery. And uh, I just want to like get the most out of my life and the most out of like my my physical being as a as a human in person or my potential i guess so i've I've constantly just been testing um my boundaries or myself ever since recovery kind of came about i just kept i've been able to do just do more do more and like ever since 
you know, doing that, I've just been trying to see what else my body could handle and what I could do. And, and I just keep pushing the limits on it, really. Same thing with, like, anything. I love that. Shang, any questions? We know questions. No, I'm just, I'm, I think that you should be very proud of yourself to be able, you said you were make, you shouldn't have pushed it uh, after a year, but you did it though, man. And yeah. whether you lost or not, not even the fucking point. The point is you did it. And so I look at that as like a win-win, even in that situation. I know that sounds weird, but yeah. it's a win-win to me, man. You had some crazy shit happen to you and you're still, you're back. And and chill and as Adam said, and you got a hot wife, ah, you motherfucker. No, like, and she, 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 she shows up wearing like like cleavage shirt, with like with like booty. Exactly, you're she winning. Does, she, she wears like yoga pants, like cleavage shirts, and then she's with this <laughs> she's with this guy who's like all muscled out of his mind. It's like and then, and then and he's nice, so it's just like it's it's rough, man. Yeah, you're winning, man. Because a lot of people imagine people that couldn't come back from something like that. Not only did you come back, but you're you're living your life too. Like you, you know. Yeah. So, so that's how's, how's Team Alpha Male doing? Like, who are um? I know uh, I know Phil, uh, Philly had a rough fight. That last guy, Bryce. I, I think maybe he was coming off an injury or something because that wasn't the, the same Philly as I seen in the past. Uh, not taking anything away from Bryce, but I know Cody Nolov. Uh, he has a big fight coming up. Uh, what else is going on with, with uh, Team Alpha Male? Let me just say real quick before we move on from my brain. Um, I made it to the UFC on half a brain. So <laughs> I was on, I was handicapped this entire time. I don't know if you know anybody knows that, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what stands out to me the most is that I still like yet to kind of tap into like, you know, what I'm fully capable of. But uh, anyway, now, you know, the story's still being written. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Um, so yeah, uh, with Philly, you know, I think they had a, a game plan in mind. Uh, and then I don't want to say Bryce Mitchell was, uh, like we didn't underrate him or nothing. Just, he kind of came out and was able again to implement a game plan that, you know, we knew was coming that he was just still really good at securing the takedowns and holding them down. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought he just, I thought that was a great fight in my opinion. I don't think. Feely really looked bad in any sense. He just wasn't able to to edge him out. You know what I mean? That was a tough one. Right. Um, and then we got Corey Poppins coming up. It was her UFC debut. She won on the Contender Series. Uh, I'm really excited to watch her fight. She's a she she works so hard, man, and she's so well rounded. It's it's really cool to just kind of see all the the pieces come together. She's been coming to our team since she was like 15 or something. She just turned 21. I mean. Uh-huh. It's really cool. And then, uh, you know, Emmett's been in the gym lately with uh, recovering from his knee surgery. So, um, obviously, how's, how's, still how's Cody doing? How's Cody no love? He's good. He's uh, dealing with the injury. I'm not sure what his fight is uh, get a, get a, like, what it will consist of uh, or when he's, like, due to come back. Right now, he's still, like, handling the – the recovery process, whether it's from the COVID or the torn bicep uh, or the vein or something, there's something wrong with his, his uh, bicep. Um, and, and he's got like a weird case of like COVID to be honest. It's uh, I don't really know how to explain it. I don't think he's like contagious, but I'm not sure. I'm not really sure of the details. I just know that he's still suffering some of the uh, like 
was that reason, like the side effects that, that from yeah. having it, I guess. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's looking great, man. I mean, he's still training, he's still mm-hmm. lifting, he's still on the bike with me. He's still, he's, uh, he looks good. I mean, I mean, he's not, he's not like stepping off when people say like, he's not training, like he's in the gym too, and he's still working hard. Um, so I don't know how long it'll be, but I'm sure he'll be back. Like something will be announced soon for whatever's next for him. And then who's that 25 pounder uh, you have? Was it Alex Perez? Is that who you have? Or, uh, the younger. That's Mexican? who, yeah, I think that's who, he, or that's who replaced him. No, but who's the guy in the team alpha male? You have that Mexican younger badass fighter. Isn't there like a younger, uh, who am I thinking of? Who's like undefeated? Wasn't there a guy? I don't think so. Not that I know. Oh, okay. Like 25. <laughs> How's uh, Sarah McMahon doing? She's good. She's, uh, I haven't seen her lately. Again, I've, I haven't really been, I just got back from Vegas on Thursday of last week. So I've only been in the gym a couple of days. Um, but she's always cheerful and good. She's, she's always in there. I mean, the, the gym's so stacked. I think Song, Song's got a fight coming up. Uh, Yan, that girl, the, the Chinese girl that just edged out, uh, was it? Claudia? Um, yeah. Claudia? Gadella? Aguilera? Or Claudia, Claudia, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that was a good fight. Um, and then Song's got something coming up. Uh, we got a lot of fights, man. It's, it's crazy. The gym's packed. We got a guy fighting, I think, tonight. And bare knuckle boxing, his name's Eddie. <laughs> He's doing the bare knuckle boxing fight. Our gym's just flowing right now. So hopefully I uh, I'll I get it. back in the wind column. Well, keep up hopefully the... soon. You will. We'll keep up the great work, man. It was great talking to you. And uh... Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's always, always great coming on. Anytime, Vince. And I'll see you next time I'm in Vegas or I'm in Sacramento. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. Take care. Peace. I like that guy. Yeah, I read, I read, I, I watched a lot of his interviews. I saw all of the stuff, and I was like, this dude is so lucky. And so the fact that he could come back and even do the things he's doing now, that's some serious, like, it's its weird when we think about the shit we're complaining about him going, yeah, but he got fucking had to get his brain worked on. It's like, I don't want to go to the gym today. Like, I don't oh, want man, to, I didn't get to do a set. It's like, come on. It's like, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm tired. Uh, or like, man, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't but, my, but yeah, that's what, when I watch stuff like that, it makes me go, you know what, get your ass the fuck up. What's wrong with you? He got, he got his brain worked on. What's wrong with you? You know, so I, and like, I've been drinking, trying to drink two gallons, like two gallons or a gallon of pop uh, a day. And even when I bitch about that, I go, you know what? I watch that video and go, you know what? He, but he just got brain surgery. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, it's like it puts things in so much perspective. But like a lot of these young fighters, man, I've been watching. I watched about an hour and a half of like, um, I like one fighting. I actually like the fighters over there. I like, uh, they're they're huge. I didn't know it was that big. It's the biggest in Asia. They have a monopoly on it. I know yeah, and uh, they got some great fighters. I watched Demetrius uh, Mighty Mouse, one of his fights. Mighty Mouse, even even though he, you know, I think he's one of the best ever do it. Man, that motherfucker, man, he's he's some other another level shit, man. Well, they had, they had a fight last night. John Lineker won, knocked the guy out. Um, I'm not sure if they test over there either. So, uh, <laughs> Who cares? 
You're gonna who cares about the test? That's hilarious. Like, who cares? It was a good fight. So, I mean, Seriously. I think Vitor Belfort is going to uh, make a comeback in that organization. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, man. If his horse hooves don't rip the fucking <laughs> from all of the, like, the horse steroids he's taking. But no, I'm, I'm telling you, I watched an hour of that and I watched uh, some stuff from back in the day, UFC. UFC back in the day was raw dog, dude. I mean, like this. I saw this one guy get the he gets a guy to crucifix, and it looks like he elbows his brain out of his body. You're talking like about he, Gary Goodrich. Oh Jesus Christ! Goodrich, his first fight, and he said he he looked over, and the guy was a good wrestler, but he was practicing the move that he was, was going to do on him, so he knew what was going to happen. He looked over and watched the guy practice that move, the fireman's carry, basically. And he's like, all right, I'll just wait for that to happen. And he elbowed him like 9,000 times in the face after that. I think it was like 9,000 times. So that's why a lot of times when I watch the, the UFC now, I go, man, the dudes back in the day, that's why I like talking. What's the, what he's, I like the fact he's like, I fight anybody, anywhere. Don Fry? Don Fry. He just, they were, they were raw dog, man. All of those dudes back in the day were raw they dog. Were they were different. They were a different breed of person. Right. That's what I'm saying. But now, could you think the guys now could, if it was, if they were some way to magically have them fight, you think they were harder, harder before or now? I think everybody evolves. You know, it's hard to say. I think the guys back then were just, I would say maybe tougher because they fought like three times, four times in a night mm-hmm. in tournament style, you know, um, when, and also if you look at the fact that like they were doing it for no money, they didn't even know what they were doing, half of them. Um, they really didn't even have training, great training. I mean, Josh Barnett told me he used to just hit people up on the computer and be like, hey, you look like you could fight. Want to meet me at the gym, at like a local YMCA in the weight room and fight each other? That was his way of like practicing. Wow. Um, so like, and he said that there was like, one time it was like, there was a weight room above, like a, kids were having like swim class. and look over and there's two giant guys hitting each other in the face. So I think that there was a certain toughness back then. But I think there's a better... There's better athletes now. Not that there weren't amazing athletes then because you got guys like Kevin Randleman and Kevin Jackson and Ken Shamrock. But at the same time, there's way more Division I wrestlers going in now. There's way more, you know, guys that are like high, the the highest level jujitsu, judokas, boxing. So I I think there's there's more, I think there's a lot more wrestlers now who are great athletes. But at the same time, you're not going to get a better athlete than Kevin Randleman. It's right. not going to happen. What if, I also a three-time Kung Lee? Kung Lee was great. But Kung Lee, a lot of his fights, not to discredit him, it did seem like people didn't even know the rules. Like, it, he was doing, like, some weird sang show rules where, like, people just, were just like, all right, I'll fight him. But then they couldn't do certain things, and they'd have to start in certain ways. Not that Kung Lee wasn't awesome, but I, I just wish he was just doing MMA the whole time, not, like, some kind of hybrid. No, I, I watched it, but no, MMA. He, yeah, it was his kicks. His kicks. He had the. Oh, he was unbelievable. I, I know when, when he lost. I, was, I remember when he lost to Scott Smith, though. Scott Smith got the living shit beaten out of him, and just and it was like Rocky, and he came back and won, and I, I was shocked. That was one of my favorite fights ever. Um, but uh, yeah, Kung Lee was awesome. He was also a wrestler. He's a great athlete. Kung Lee was a great athlete. But I, I was, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, do the guys now? because of their training and also new techniques, um, you know, could they 
hang with these raw dog old school cats if they were at the same time because they were just they would fight like like you said like they walk in this like, yeah we're at the supermarket let's go <laughs> you know we're in aisle seven you want some of this and they just let's go i mean it just they it's seem hard, a little bit it's hard, to, it's hard to really i mean but also people didn't know jujitsu so they were they were looking at like i mean hoist gracie they were looking at him like they didn't know what was going on they, they didn't know that going to the ground was this guy's plan i mean art jimerson literally wore one boxing glove to his fight because he didn't right, want to break his hand. So, you know, uh, people now know what these guys are doing for the most part. I mean, there's still going to be guys that like come up with some crazy new techniques that you're like, what the fuck was that? Like that, that dude in uh, from St. Louis that did that crazy kick where he kicked the guy in the head after like posting his foot on the guy's leg. It was like a weird Steven. Oh, Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, Joaquin Buckley. He's I fighting at UFC 255. Yeah, you're gonna see things. Wow. Like, what the hell was that? You know, you're yeah. still gonna find, or even that weird choke that the guy did last week. That huge guy from. Uh, Spinov, whatever his name is. Yeah, like that guy, I and mean, it was like a choke that you don't see. So like, it was a forearm through the neck. There's always gonna be weird things that you like right. haven't seen before, but I don't think there's gonna be a whole new type of fighting. Like jiu-jitsu was just unknown to people. And then a lot of these wrestlers, Team Hammerhouse, who I loved, they were just too stubborn to learn jiu-jitsu. They were like trying to prove that wrestling could be jiu-jitsu. And that was, and then the guys that were smart were like, well, why don't we just take, the guys like Chuck Liddell were like, well, let's just take some of the stuff in jiu-jitsu and some of the stuff in wrestling. And, and combine it, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. Now you watch some of these young guys, I, I watched a fight where spinning uppercut elbows I, like you wouldn't see that before, like a spinning uppercut elbow that lands and knocks people the fuck out. Like, but what I love about jujitsu, what I love about MMA is that it also took away a lot of those like they call them Mick Dojos in the in the eighties and nineties of guys <laughs> like claimed to be like fourth dan black belts that just got just murdered quickly. Right, they would come and fight. They would fight. They would fight a guy that learned hands and could wrestle. And yeah, just, they, were probably, they were like Mark Coleman, who was like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, you're going to show up at a gi and a black belt, and we're going to see how this is going to go. And then that was it, you know? So, uh, but it, it's great. I mean, look, I, 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 love, I love it. You know, there's really, it's like, it's a fucking blessing to be able to watch Again, it. I'm bringing it back again. I, was, I literally was jazzed when I was watching the GSP at Dan Hardy interview. I know, I was. I was like, that is so fucking cool. Yeah, that was and like it, even though I mean I, I I I know I got a few things going on. I do pretty well. Um, I was like I know that guy. <laughs> I was yeah, yeah. Dan gave me a shout out. Thanks. When when, when he said that, I was like I know that guy. Like I know that guy. And I thought that was really cool. And I think that the fact that the fighters give you so much respect. Also, I mean, I, I know you can roll too. So it's not like it's not I like you. Know, I gotta work on my just tearing my ACL really set me back. Like when you get ACL surgery from jiu-jitsu, you're just like, you start second guessing everything. Uh, you, yeah, and also the, the fear, I, I had uh, torn, groin, torn groin muscle, which is fucking horrendous. Then I had a chipped bone in my pelvic, but my pelvic bone, because they would, because I'm big, they would think, oh, we'll put him with people who are way better than me. And they'd fuck me up. Yeah. Like, but they thought, well, he's big, so we can handle, I'm like, dude, Dude, I went with this guy named uh, Karen, something Karen, whatever. The guy has to win over Tony Ferguson, right? My God. And uh, and and we we were rolling at go cars, and he's just killing me. And he's like, 
he's like, hey man, he's like, you're pretty good. I'm like, he's like, Venom, thanks. I'm like, you too. He's like, this is my first day. I was like, what? And then he's like, no, I'm kidding. I have a win. <laughs> he told me his record. I was like, yeah, I was like, for some reason, uh, it's like for some reason they think I just throw him to somebody. It's throw him to the wolves. I, I, roll, I, I roll with Vinny Magalish in Vegas, and I'm like, oh, he'll take it easy on me. Fucking t- tap me like 90 times and. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think I, I I hear that all the time, and I hear people say that, and I go, "Well, you kind of got to get beat up a lot to get good. You got you got to get." Think about the thing about hard. like the thing about like jujitsu or like uh, or like I I think one of the differences is like you it doesn't really hurt, you know, like like you get you can get tapped and stuff, but jujitsu is sort of a gentle sport. Like you you get tired. But unless unless you get your unless you don't tap like an idiot like me, you're not really gonna get hurt. If something you know you're gonna you're gonna lose. Wrestling, you don't really get hurt. You get fucking beat up, but you don't get hurt. I think bo- I think boxing I think boxing is the one you really get hurt, or even kickboxing, because you're like you get kicked in the fucking leg or sparring. Or I remember when I used to spar boxing. I'd had, I'd have headaches all fucking day, you know. Afterwards, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, uh, that's when I think you get hurt. But you could really like. Like, like I would never, even even if I wrestled the best guys in the country when I was in high school or college, I never really got, I was never about getting hurt. You know, right. like, like lo- losing hurt more than the actual wrestling. The actual being, you know, you know hurt or pinned. And I, I think it was like jujitsu. Like, like, yeah, someone could like bend your arm and if you don't tap, you're going to be like in, in pain, but you're not really going to freaking be hurt. You know, yeah, no. gentle, you know. I mean, you can get hurt. I, I've been knocked out. I've been uh, hip tossed, and when you're hip tossed, that's how I got the, my chip, my pelvic bone. It, it, it hip tossed me, and I landed, and just I was it. So you can get hurt, but not. Yeah, but it's not like I don't know. It's I, like boxing when someone's like punching you in the face. I think that, that, you're right. You're right. It's I, a, your brain is being rattled every fucking time. I think that's actually more painful than getting taken down. Is that's why I think that when I was I was talking shit about McGregor fighting Floyd and my friends were like McGregor's just gonna walk through him because he's the he has that left that left hand is just iron. I'm like, dude, boxers, that's all they fucking yeah. do, bro. That person's an idiot. Whoever said that, they never really they don't know anything about about combat sports. Anybody that picked McGregor, and I don't even like Robin Black, who knows almost everything about it, picked McGregor, and I was like, this has got to be a joke. Like even Brendan Schaub. Brendan, Brendan did. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how you could, in your right mind, pick a guy who's never had a pro boxing match over the best boxer ever. Like that's to me like because the hype train. But I, I I was arguing with a bunch of comics at the comic store, and I think because McGregor was had so much momentum, they're thinking he could do anything. I'm like, I don't think he's going. Well, yeah, but Floyd Mayweather's older. Doesn't matter. No, it really didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. Mayweather is the smartest fighter in the history of boxing. I mean, he's literally taken almost no damage. He's never even been, even dropped once in his career, like in an early fight. Like he's never. He's, he's rocked. He has been rocked. Sugar Shay Mosley rocked the shit. Yeah, out. maybe he buckled his legs, but he wasn't like he doesn't know where he is. It, it was. It wasn't like rocked like Mickey Ward would get rocked or Arturo Gotti would get rocked. Right. Or, yeah. Or, like stumbling nope. around the ring. You know. I mean. It was like, okay, his legs got buckled and maybe he got dazed for a slight second, but it, he was never in real trouble, in real trouble. 
Uh, well, no, it, he said that the two people that hurt him the most was Sugar Shane Mosley. And everybody thought, oh, it was probably, uh, 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 what's his name? The guy that bit, he, bit his, his hand. Uh, no, I'm serious. He bit, he bit him and he was throwing him, pushing him down and he fought him twice. Oh, uh, the guy, that, uh, Marquez. Yeah, uh, yeah, he said, but that wasn't a, he said Cotto. Marquez. It was Castillo, was it Castillo? No, it wasn't Castillo. Wasn't it? Oh, no. All right, go on. Uh, he, he, no, he, he, he said Cotto. He said Cotto was hard as fuck. Yeah, but he says a lot of shit. I don't, you don't know what to believe with that guy, honestly. Like, man, I love Mayweather, but you never know what to believe. No, but he, well, why would he give props to those two fighters, though? Because he might have talked to the guy the day before or something. Oh, and, oh yeah. Like, like, you might have saw him and said, hey, man, let's go. Yeah. I mean, that guy, I, and I love Mayweather, but he just, he's just a, he's a hustler. He's a, he's a fucking salesman, that guy. What do you guys have for tomorrow's main event? Uh, Paul Felder versus Hotfield Dos Anjos. I like Felder. Are you kidding? The, uh, five days? Come on, man. Five uh, days notice. You can't, you can't take on somebody that level. You just, you can't. I don't know. You can't. No. Who do you got, Wing? Come on, tell the truth. Well, I had Hafiel winning earlier in the week, but now after doing some analysis, I'm slightly leaning towards Paul Felder. One, because he's an underdog in this fight, and I like to place bets on MMA fights. And two, you know, people are saying, oh, Paul Felder, he's old. He retired. Now he's coming back. Hafiel is older than Paul Felder, and Hafiel has won, like, four out of the last 10 fights and Paul yeah. Felder has fought some goddamn demons. And, and he, he kind of won all those fights that he lost. I thought he won the last fight too. It's a lot of decisions. Like, but Paul Felder beat Edson Barboza. He beat James Vick, Charles Oliveira. That's huge. Beating Charles, RDA Charles RDA Oliveira fight, is huge. The RDA fight that um, maybe would sway me would be the Kevin Lee fight. That was recently where he beat up Kevin Lee. But even that was like, what, three years ago. That yeah. was in 2019. Yeah. But you did wing, but five, five days. Five days? Come on, dude. He made weight, and apparently he was training for a triathlon before he accepted this fight. So I'm sure he's in shape. But but you gotta you gotta look at it this way, okay? Even though uh, even the fight with Masvidal, I think five days is just absurd. It's just okay. I'm absurd. This is based on nothing, and I have no, and it's all allegations, and I'm just gonna put it out there. It just does seem like post Usada RDA was a little different than pre Usada RDA. Let's look at his record pre-Usada. It was like, he won like eight in a row or something. First, he was like 10 and 10. Then he went eight in a row. And then Usada came and he's like, what? He's four and four. What and year seven. did Usada come in? Do you know what year? Know. Was it 2016? Yeah. Because he, he went on a three-fight winning streak. I think this is after Usada where he beat Robbie Lawler, Neil Magny, Tariq Safadine. And, but before that, he lost to Tony Ferguson, lost to Eddie Alvarez. And this is where a big win streak came in. This is in 2015 and 2014. Donald Cerrone, he beat Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, Benson Henderson, Jason High. I don't know who that is. He yeah, lost to Khabib. But it's tough. All right. I'll take back that statement. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. But also, also take this into consideration. Rafael dos Anjos was going to fight Islam Makachev. So Rafael, I guarantee you, he was training wrestling, heavy duty wrestling defense. And Paul Felder's going to come in and probably not wrestle. He's probably going to, you know, do a classic Paul Felder striking match with like some spinning elbows and shit. So it could yeah, throw Rafael's game plan off. He had, he had more time to to train for that. But five days, I think, is just 
they're throwing a lot of fighters in there doing that. And I think that's a fucking mistake. I, I understand you want to go get the money and you're a fighter, but it, you know. Yeah, the problem it, is the problem is it was it was a main event. They needed a main event. Like, you know, when you have a main event, you have to, you know, deliver. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. They, I mean, and people give him props for stepping up, but I think that's a mistake. I think that uh, the only person that I think that I really was impressed by it, Justin Gaethje uh, did take it a little bit more short notice than he normally would. I give, I give, I give, uh, Paul Felder was an actor. He went to acting school and he's like a theater major. Paul and then Felder. Became, yeah. And then he became like a fighter to like train. And now he's the number like three in the world. Like this dude's a fucking monster. And he's a great commentator. He's a winner. Paul Felder's a winner. Um, he's a great so. commentator. No, yeah. I just think that he's him stepping in there. I, I think he's going to take an L, but we, me and you, if you, so you're going for him. You're going. Yeah. For him. I'm slightly towards Paul Felder. Being a good commentator also helps a lot. You, like, because if you, you're also watching and studying fights all day long, you got to go and like, like figure out what people are doing. Your mind has to be on fighting, so you're literally watching game plans of all different kinds of styles all the time and breaking down fights. I think people don't realize that like Cormier, like Bisbing, um, Dominic Cruz, Paul Felder, like these guys are good commentators for a reason, but they're also great fighters. It seems right. like the guys who actually stay do it while they're fighting, that helps them stay focused and stay in the game. Because you have to analyze all you do is watching fighters, watching movements. And it gives you time to figure out what you can do against yeah. them. I see what you're saying. I, no, I just uh, I was on Twitter and I said uh, I, there was a couple things that people didn't agree with me. I, I just <laughs> I like how you're surprised that you go on Twitter and say things that no, no, no. I know some. I, I get some people to say, yeah, like. When I was talking about Anderson Silva quitting, there was people like that I was a, being a bitch and you, you can't tell a fucking man to do when he should quit. And I'm like, come on, motherfuckers. You seen, he shouldn't be fighting no more. He should. Of course. He's super rich. I think that was, I think that was Anderson Silva commenting. <laughs> from his burner. No, no, so when, and when I say stuff like the five, I don't like it when they have fighters like, hey, you got to fight three days. I just think it's bullshit. You can't really get a good game plan. You can't. You, you can't be ready for somebody totally in three to five. At the same time, this guy in the town leave. He took the fight on two days' notice, and uh, now he's in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, but it's not. It's more often than not that they get beat. Come on. Yeah, I got. I got to look at. I got to look at that stat. It's a good stat. Oh, I mean, most of the time, the, the, yeah, somebody's been training for months and then they get thrown in with somebody. They usually murk them because they've already been in the gym. I mean, I don't know. I, Wayne, I will take you up on this. I will take you up on this. I think this is a mistake. And even though he's going to get paid, I think he's going. It's a mistake. And I will take people out of like the crowd. You should have like one guy in the crowd, like, "Hey, you, section <laughs> four thirty-two, you're up." You know, fuck it. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, no, what are you? What are you doing now? Like, just like announce the person. Like, this <laughs> proper just says, "Next fighter is Jim from thirty-four section B," and then got <laughs> Like, yeah, come on down, Jim. Jim, come on down. You ever fought before? Never. Well, get in there. <laughs> See how it goes. But the UFC, I, out of all of them, uh, well, Bellator, I even though I like the fights, UFC is smart how they're going about it. They're not fucking around. Not fucking around at all. You know, not, they're not fucking around at all. I do, I do like that. But the, I don't. What's the biggest fight they can make right now? I heard that um, uh, that uh, what's his uh, fuck is going to pull out of the fight. 
in January but against uh, McGregor. Yeah. Poirier's going to pull out and fight because he wants a better deal. He wants more money. And if he does, then Tony Ferguson would fight. Ooh, I ain't mad at that. He would fight McGregor, which uh, yeah. is not a bad, wait a minute, not a bad look. No. I think that Tony, I don't know. I think Tony could beat him. I think Tony could beat him. I don't. I, mean, I think Gaethje wouldn't be. I don't think Gaethje would beat McGregor. I kind of like that fight better, to be honest, because they never oh, fought. Really? No, well, Ferguson, well, Poirier. I mean, McGregor beat Poirier already. They never fought before. Right. So no, I mean, Gaethje. You think Gaethje? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Ferguson versus McGregor. Oh, okay. I like that better than Poirier and McGregor. I do too. Really? I I I, I like I like it, but I I was thinking if Gaethje steps in. Because they have beef. Like, him and Conor McGregor don't like each other. They have big beef. Yeah, I mean, they're all, all three are coming. Well, Poirier's coming off a win. Um, but Gaethje and Ferguson are coming off losses. Off the L's. I, but I think McGregor would, do you think McGregor, I think McGregor would beat all of them. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think know. Tony, Tony got the best shot. Depends on what, it depends on what weight. Because if they're running at 170, I think McGregor beats all of them. But at 55, I would almost give it to, it's a different fight. You know, like I think if they, if they have to cut weight, uh, it's different. I think McGregor is better at 170 than he yeah. is at. If it's at 170, I mean, I think even if it comes down, McGregor's, Gaethje is going to go in there unless he, because he looked like he got shook by Khabib. He looked shook to me. And I said he looked shook and they're like, you're just a fucking hater. And then somebody- I'm saying what they say. I don't know who they are. I don't care what they say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying, and then they put after that, USA, USA. I'm like, that's not- Tuesday. It's one person saying this. You no, I had four different people inbox me. Four different people <laughs> inbox me saying I was being a dick because I, I thought he looked shook. Because I do it right after the fight, though. He did, <laughs> he did look shook. There's nothing. I mean, he he looked, looked shook. That was the worst gauge we've seen in years. Yeah, so he looked shook. So- but you got to think, if you're a fan of that fighter, and I'm saying something against that fighter, even though I wasn't, I like Gaethje, they still think I'm being a dick, because I was, like, disappointed. I was disappointed as fuck. I thought, I thought it was going to be a great fight. I was sitting there going, this is going to be back and forth. This is going to be great. And it wasn't. It was just a beating, to be real with you. So that's why I like Tony Ferguson. Even though he lost, he fought till the end, man. That motherfucker's a, a weirdo. Yeah, there's no quitting Tony Ferguson. Right, and I think that him and Conor McGregor would be entertaining as fuck. I think he would lose, but I think it would be entertaining as fuck. I don't know. I mean, he gets hit a lot, right? Ferguson gets yeah. hit a lot, but he doesn't really get hurt. He's, he's like a mutant. Yeah, he just keeps going, even though what he's... Um, and, and Ferguson's got better ground game than Conor. Uh, right. So, and he's got better wrestling, but Conor can just put anyone out. Yeah. Conor has to land... And he's super unorthodox, so it's hard to land on Ferguson. But then again, he gets hit a lot. So how hard is it to land? It's a tough. It's a tough, tough call. It really depends on what Tony shows up. It's a fun fight. Yeah. So, so Wayne, you think that that would be the, that would be the one you'd want to see? Well, I'm such a big three. Tony Ferguson fan. I'm always gonna want to see him fight anybody, just because he can, he's gonna make any fight entertaining. That's why I, I really wanted to see him versus Khabib. But. Tony versus Connor, I mean, that's a fight most fight fans have always wanted. And I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. Based on uh, Tony's last fight, he was taking a lot of big-ass shots. And I don't think he can take those shots from McGregor. 
He might be able to take him from Gaethje, and that's saying a lot. But McGregor, I think he has a lot more power in that left hand than Gaethje does. In his... right. And he's a lot more precise. Yeah. I think Gaethje's not as precise as McGregor. McGregor's, and McGregor's footwork, his footwork, now that he started implementing more kicks, because I'm going to tell you right now, when he fought Diaz, if he, the second fight, if he wouldn't have just like lit his leg up so much, I think it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. He lit, he lit, he lit his leg up and that was what changed the fight because the first fight, he wasn't doing that at all. Yeah. At all. The first fight he was just, and when he went to the ground, he looked like he was like fish out of water. And he, he did. I mean, not that I like McGregor, but he looked like a fish out of water. So I just think that uh, Adam's right. Tony on the ground is a mutant. He's a monster. I mean, he, he, I mean, he submitted Kevin Lee. Um, and he's just, he's amazing. But it's, but it's also like what Tony, so much of it is like personal life, training camp, how COVID, you deal with COVID. Certain guys have been able to thrive in COVID, certain people have not. I mean, certain people, I mean, I know people that have committed suicide during COVID and people that have broken up or gotten divorced. I know people that have relapsed, you know, a lot of, and I know some people that have gotten 12 packs in COVID, you know, and fucking made it and that really thrive. So, it's a whole different, it's a, this is all, it changes everything, you know, it really changes everything and what kind of people do you have around you and it's not a normal situation. And also, you know, Ferguson always trained his own way though. Yeah. And usually that ends up him getting hurt. <laughs> so, but no, like, but, no but, he, I mean, but up to the Gaethje fight, he pretty much, you know, was the Yeah, man. but he was always getting hurt in training because he was doing these strange unorthodox techniques, but but it, it, it is what it is. Like, I, I'm i a Tony Ferguson fan. I'm a friend of his. We text back and forth. You know, he's a really nice person. He's a good person. Anyone that knows Tony Ferguson says great things about him if you know him personally. Um, so I, I think that sometimes his antics are a little bit out there, you know, but when it comes down to it, he's, he's a solid, solid guy. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, when you get to, I never, you know, I never got to meet him or talk to him, but I just feel like, He'd be entertaining to talk to because he seems wackadoo in his interviews. He is, and it's not—he is, but it's, it's also not—he's not trying to be wackadoo. Like, like, like Mayhem. As much as I love Mayhem, he was like, "I got to put on a performance." You know, he was always putting on a show for people. That's just Tony Ferguson. Like, so he really like he really he really liked that for real. Are you bullshit me? Are you no? But it's not. But when when someone's when somebody's always acting like that it's and then you know them it's not weird for them you know what i'm saying like it almost like it's like not strange anymore it's just that that's just them whereas with like mayhem would be like completely normal and like we have like hour conversations about everything and the camera will come on and he felt like for his fans he had to be a certain way oh he would he would uh, put the face on uh, yeah and that drove me crazy because i'm like bro you don't have to do this you don't like, you know, you you don't have to like fucking smash bottles on your head in front of people <laughs> for everyone to go. That's fucking that guy's crazy. You know, like like you don't. It's enough. This is enough. This is you know. I thought Tony Ferguson. I thought it was him putting it on. No. <laughs> no does that I don't mean, think. So. Like, like I thought. Oh, okay. It's fight time, and it's time to promote. No, no, no. No. So wackadoo. So do some wackadoo shit. Say some wackadoo shit. I, but I, but it, it, when you actually like, I don't know, for the interactions I've had with them and stuff, when I actually understand where, he, it's not as wackadoo as I think people would think if you actually understand where he's coming from. 
I don't even come on, man. <laughs> I, I How many know. interviews you seen him do? Come on, dude. <laughs> I haven't seen that many interviews with him. Be I've watched interviews of him and Wayne <laughs> you co-signed. He says some wackadoo shit. Yeah. I mean, Diego Sanchez is convinced his UFOs above his head. I know. How do we not talk about that on this episode? That was bizarre, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. He. he but, but yeah, he's definitely on. He's definitely been kicked in the head by a horse or something when he was a baby. I just feel like, yeah, he's always been a nutty buddy, but he's always been that way. So you somebody go. Said the, somebody said the UFOs were like, "What a weirdo!" And the people, were, <laughs> and the aliens, couldn't believe how strange he was. <laughs> they were like. Even the aliens goes, eh, I don't know if I want to talk with this guy. <laughs> the aliens were like, what? He goes, I'll fight any one of you. We got six arms, dude. <laughs> the, the aliens were like, ah, uh, this guy's got some, this is some weird shit. <laughs> they were like, we don't want anything to do with this guy. <laughs> we didn't come this far to, to deal with this weirdness. But that's why, that's why I thought, since you know him, you, you text him. For some reason in my mind, I thought, Oh well, that's how he is when it's time to fight, and then you're out in front of the media. I didn't think there's no way he takes this home. There's no way he goes to his house and acts like. I don't think he's that weird. I don't know. Oh, and I wanted to. I know we were doing the show today. I got one thing. Do you think Max Holloway should get another shot at the fight? Yes, based on that last one. It seemed like he got robbed. He, and he, was, he, yeah, it didn't seem yeah. like he, he fucking got robbed. But you think people would give a fuck because they were like, "Well, you lost twice." Yes. Max Holloway's always, he's a nice guy, he's a champion, he's a solid dude, uh, and he's a great fighter. And if, when, you, when you lose in those kind of fights, I think people are more than welcome to see you. It's like the Joanna Yanjunchek, uh Zhang Welly fight. It's like when you lose by that little, of course, you know, it's when you get completely wiped out. It's like when Ben Askren, they asked him, do you think you should get a rematch with Masvidal? He's like, no, he beat me in seven seconds. <laughs> he's like, yeah. like he said, I, I the fight last time. Why do I deserve a rematch? <laughs> that's what Dallas coming Costa from. Felt like he, Costa's like, I need a rematch, and and Stalbender's like, no, you don't deserve one right now. Not right now. They're saying uh, he he actually booked another fight though. The guy that just beat um Anthony uh, Smith. They're fighting uh, Rockage. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting Rockage. Just he is? yeah. So this, I don't know. This year, the end of this year, I don't release that. Like in December, I guess there's going to be a big fight card, but I don't really see anything until next year for good, like big, big, big fights. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of good fights. Bellator's got some good fights too. Uh, there's good fights, but not really any big fights. Big, big fights. Right. Like big deal fights. I think that if um, Stylebender fights, even though I don't think he should, if Stylebender fights for the light heavyweight, that would be a big deal. The biggest. Uh, but I don't think he deserves to. I think that he doesn't deserve that fight. Uh, Jan against Aljamain's a big fight. That's for the title. Peter Jan. There's two yeah. Jans that are champions right yeah, now. Peter, Peter Jan Peter. and Jan Blakowicz. Yeah, Peter Jan. Uh, that's a big fight. Um, 170. Usman. Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Burns has been posting pictures of him and Usman training together. And then Usman's like in the back watching him. And he's like, ooh, someone's a spy. He's like trolling his friend. Like, so. So, say, I mean, saying there's nothing till next year. I think if McGregor. I think if Thursday is a big fight in Bellator, uh, Antonio McKee versus Darian Caldwell. That's a big fight. That's this Thursday. I, yeah, but I mean, it, I guess we're, we're our, what we're saying are big fights. Yeah, I know. There's no McGregor. There's no Khabib. There's, there's no, no John McGregor, Jones. No, and Khabib is not, I don't think he's coming back. Somebody said he's coming back. I don't think so. I think he's done. 
because it seems like he's more of an honorable dude. Like he said, if his mom said, that's yeah. it. That's it. And I think he's just going to be a trainer. We should get a bear costume and call him out. Be like, I want a rematch. <laughs> I want to get my son to start wrestling. My son is strong as shit, my young son. He's a fucking monster, but uh, but he's also kind of crazy. So perfect combination. That, what you said is a perfect combination. Of, of yeah, great. that's like half the UFC fighters. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. You gotta have that aspect of crazy if you're gonna fight yeah, in a cage in front of thousands crazy. of people. But Adam's around these guys all the fucking time. You're yeah, right. yeah. So you funny can, how, like, the funny can, part is that like they're all almost everyone's like, yeah, I got COVID. How'd it go? I didn't, I didn't know I had it or like, they're like, yeah, I, I lost my, like, seems like the like, COVID versus UFC is not doing too well. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Cody Nolov. I don't know what the hell kind of COVID he got. Jesus. I hope he's okay. Uh, all right. So I'm shooting my special on Wednesday. I'm doing a live stream from flappers on Saturday night. Uh, hit me up at Adam comedian. Flappers. Yeah. Yeah. Flappers. I'm doing a in flappers. And then uh, I'm going to be at Alameda Comedy Club um, in the first week of December in Las Vegas at the, at the Strat on New Year's Eve that whole week. What do you got coming up, Shane? Uh, tomorrow night I'll be in Vegas. I forget the name. Uh, uh, L.A. Live. No, what the fuck is the name to put? I'm in Vegas tomorrow. It's an urban show, whatever. I can't remember the name of it. So it, it's already, the, the tickets are already sold out. So it's just going to be the rest of it is going to be just streaming. And it's on my site. Go to my site, IamShang.com, and you can check it out. Okay. And, uh, and then a uh, window? Go over to the Joe Press Show on YouTube to watch the latest episode of my podcast that released, I think, yesterday or two days ago. And that's it. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much. You, you guys see how are- we don't talk about politics when we talk about fighting? It's, it, it, it it's, a, like- it's a nice and happier episode, it's, and, right? And I agree with Ween way more than I thought I would. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you too, dude. Except for the fight this weekend, I disagree with you a thousand percent. And if we talk about it again, I'm gonna. If if my Shane, man, watch Shane. If you want to be entertained, watch the Hector Lombard episode from uh, from from. Last it's week. only like the first fifteen minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah. If you want, is, if you want, is it nutty, buddy? It's yeah. bananas. Okay, I gotta watch it. Then. Deal. Done. Uh, <laughs> talk to you guys later. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend.